0: You're fat so You drink anyone Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss or I just bitch. don't understand why you don't She's have a money. So I would marry you're you. Funny. You're a tequila you're lover. A you're a tequila lover. You're party. You're, you're the Chargers' number one You're you a Welcome back to You're Such a Catch. I'm Erin, and today I'm looking for a friend to talk my feelings out with. And guess what, sis? You're it. <laughs> don't worry, I don't expect you to have all the answers, but if you have any suggestions, words of wisdom, or knowledge to drop, I expect you to help a sister out. You know I do the same for you. So here's the deal: last week was rough. And you know I'm a glass-half-full kind of gal, I do my best to manage my attitude, I'm always looking for the silver lining, and I proceed with positivity on most days. (laughs) But I literally had the wind knocked out of my sails. and I'm afraid to say it kind of opened up Pandora's box. What happened was... I've been having this pain in my foot for the last few months, and it's been hurting a lot more lately, I think, because I've been on it more. You know, I've been walking about six miles a day. I've been riding my Peloton. But, you know, I just had my friend Jenny on the pod last week, and we talked about advocating for your own health. So who would I be but a hypocrite if I didn't do that? So I reached out to my doctor and made an appointment. And of course, they're not taking in-person appointments right now. So here I am trying to describe my foot pain and show my doctor my foot over essentially what is like a FaceTime doctor's appointment. But he obliged and ordered an x-ray for me. So I went to go get the x-ray same day. It was a pretty, you know, painless process. Hardly anybody was in the office. I just got in and got out. I did try to pepper the x-ray technician, ask him a lot of questions. I'm like, do you see anything? Do you think it's broken? Like what's going on? I mean, I couldn't even imagine that it would be broken because I've been experiencing this pain for, for months and I consider myself to be a wimp. I have a very low threshold for pain or, or so I thought. And, you know, I've literally just been managing that pain by, you know, icing it a little bit, taking the leave here and there, you know, trying CBD, that type of thing. But before I can even get home from the doctor's office where I had the x-ray, my doctor is calling me and basically I I answer the phone. I know it's going to be him. And he's like, Aaron, what did you do to your foot? And I'm like, well, dude, like, <laughs> like, here we go again. Like, why, why am I even reaching out to you? I, if I knew I would tell you, but I don't know. So then he breaks it to me, <laughs> he basically tells me that my foot is broken. And yeah, I mean I I mean I'm still in shock. How can somebody have a broken foot and be walking around on it? So he thinks I've been walking around on a broken foot, you know, for at least 4 or 5 months. So Yeah. And I I mean, I've been walking on it. I've been running on it. I've been riding my Peloton on it. I've been wearing high heels. I've been acting as if nothing were wrong. Oh my goodness. But yeah. So, so I have a broken foot and he basically told me, in in that, you know, couple minute conversation that I would have to have surgery. So as soon as possible, I call the surgeon and I make an appointment and I decide that I am going to go in to see the surgeon because I don't wanna have surgery unless I absolutely have to. And I wanted to see if I had any other options. So I go see the surgeon the next morning and he gives me my options, which are essentially have surgery, have a screw put into my foot, Or maybe try this bone stimulator machine that, you know, could help you heal without having to have surgery. It has a pretty high success rate for the type of break that I have. However, it can take months. And you guys, I I don't know. I mean, that sounds awful, right? So the surgeon finished telling me this information. Meanwhile, my phone is kind of, you know, blowing up and I, I get a text from my boss asking me if I'm able to join an impromptu phone call, which is never a good thing. So... I'm not prepared to take a phone call from the doctor's office. I didn't bring my AirPods, but I go ahead and I dial in. So the doctor's assistant who is now fitting me for my lovely boot, which is this sexy gray thing that doesn't go with anything and is an eyesore and now makes me walk lopsided (laughs) because I, you know, two different height levels. Poor thing, she has to listen to this phone call with me where I learned that, 12,500 people in my company are being furloughed and where it hits me hard is half of my team is furloughed and immediately like my heart breaks and I think this is where the tailspin probably starts. So I get my boot, I head out to the car and my brain just starts going and I start thinking to myself, you know, why did they get furloughed and why didn't I? And I start thinking, you know, I obviously need my income because I'm on my own. I support myself. I just found out I have a broken foot for God's sake. So my health insurance is obviously of the most importance right now, but I am a single person. I don't have kids. A lot of my coworkers have children. I'm the breadwinner because I'm all she wrote, but they may be too. And I don't know. I just kind of sat in my car and I had a moment where I just let myself cry and feel and empathize, you know, with the situation. So I I had these thoughts like, maybe I need to do something. Maybe I need to say something. Maybe I need to offer my spot to one of my teammates who, you know, has a family, who has children, And, you know, I think that just kind of spun from one thing to the next, and I just began to feel guilty for getting to keep my position. And, you know, I I don't know how to explain that, but it's just a hard thing to process. I just don't feel super passionate about what I'm doing right now. And I think I feel as if there's already a void or something that I'm lacking and I'm not getting fulfilled in my job. So you add this to it and this guilt just really set in. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know that I've ever felt truly fulfilled in, in the automotive space, but in the position that I have today, I think all of the things that I love about my job, are things that are missing right now because of the current circumstances. I mean, I am a people person. I love building rapport and relationships. I love meeting with my dealers. I love helping them with their business and being part of their success. I like to entertain them. Hello, I'm called Team Tequila. (laughs) As much as I may complain, I like the late nights in the hotel room sending emails at 11pm and that empowering feeling when I board a plane and I'm sitting in first class and I'm powering through emails or creating a presentation on a short flight, knowing that I'm going to land shortly and swap my flats for heels and go straight to a meeting where I'll shine. That feeling is so distant right now. What I'm left with is my least favorite busy work and administrative tasks while trying to use technology to sell, but understanding it's just a different vibe than in person. I don't shine over the phone or on a Zoom call. And when you live at home alone with little to no in-person interaction and no other real purpose or responsibilities other than the job that provides you with the home you live in, the car you drive, the clothes on your back, and you feel guilty for even questioning it. But it's not the job I'm questioning. I appreciate the job. I note it nearly every day in my gratitudes. I appreciate what it's provided, and I am told repeatedly by others I'm good at it. I too believe I'm good at it. I have accolades to prove my worth. But I'm missing the drive, the passion, and my heart feels as though it's being tugged in a different direction. While I feel this calling to pursue my dreams, my head feels heavier with thoughts, questions, doubts, and I feel more confused. And all the while I engage in this battle of heart and mind, responsibility and reason, I feel compelled to make big moves. I'm not much of a risk taker when it comes to life choices. I play it safe for the most part. I might dip my toe in and test the water, but my rewards are usually earned. Sweat equity. My output, time, effort, energy, desire, drive, and unwillingness to settle for less is what gets me to the goal. This is partially why I get frustrated with dating relationships because the same method doesn't translate. So then I start to reevaluate everything. I go back to my choices in college, what I elected to study, why I chose not to pursue a degree in that field. I evaluate the opportunities that presented prospects for love and where I was at in my life in terms of relationships. And I consider why I wasn't able to meet the love of my life then, like so many of my friends were able to do. Then I think, but if I had... Would it have worked? Would I have been happy? Would I be happy? Would I still be feeling how I feel today? I feel lost. And all the while I feel lost, what normally breaks me of this lost feeling is that sweat equity, my ability to seek advice, talk to a professional, ask a mentor, bounce it off of a colleague, read an article pertaining to the subject, phone a friend, meditate on it, or even ask a higher power for guidance. But I'm struggling right now to do this. I have a void I'm feeling and I feel unmotivated to chase what's causing it, which is so unlike me. And as I mull over these thoughts, doubts, questions, I can't help but look for deeper meaning into all other things in my life, big things, foundational pieces that need to be in place and thriving, confidence for starters. Am I happy with who I am? Do I like what I see when I look in the mirror? Who is the person I see when I look in the mirror? Do I know her? And no, I'm not talking about looking at my lady parts like they did on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop documentary. I feel like this is the kind of thinking that leads a person to a huge realization, an epiphany about themselves. I can imagine this is what the buildup is like when man or woman realizes they're gay. You know, this feeling of being lost or on the edge of a major life decision that is going to rock their world. But the problem I'm finding is I've tricked myself to know what I'm supposed to say or think. I've read a self-help books, articles, talked to professionals, like I mentioned, pinned the quotes to my Pinterest board. If you tell me I'm pretty, I'm going to want to discredit your comment. That is my natural instinct, my go-to. The literature I've read and the time I've spent working on my confidence and rebuilding it from all of life's events where it was broken down tells me I should say, thank you. And I will, most of the time, or let the person giving out the compliment know I think they're kind or sweet, But do I believe it? Do I trust their words? And if I don't believe it, do I have any business hosting this podcast, advocating for women to recognize that they are worthy, that they are enough, and that they aren't defined by their relationship status? If I don't believe it myself, I don't know. I'm human and I'm lost. And if I dug further, would my self-doubt and the lies that society tells us confuse me even more? Because what stands between me and my dreams is silly. What's preventing me from posting on social media right now is silly. What's making me feel like I don't deserve a spot on my team in a job that I excel in is silly. And what's probably preventing me from meeting the man of my dreams is silly. What is it? It's me. I don't see what everybody else sees. I see something different, and boy has that been evident when we don't have access to things that make us feel good, like spray tans, waxing, getting our hair done, Botox. Life is hard, and the circumstances we're dealing with right now are difficult. One might argue that these are first world problems, what I just rattled off, and totally, I have so much to be thankful for and have a relatively easy life compared to some. But these are still battles that I deal with. Feeling good about myself and learning to accept myself the way God made me is a lesson that may take a lifetime to learn. You know the first thing that came to mind when I broke my foot? Was not being able to work out. I need to work out for my mental health. I know that. I need to work out to maintain my weight. I know that. I like food. I like booze. I need balance. Somewhere along the line, I lost my ability to let go and live. I lost trust in myself to make decisions and choices without asking a friend, a family member, or even a stranger what they would do. You can call it decision fatigue, but it's a real issue. Whether it's deciding what I want to eat for lunch or what job I want as a career, I need to be validated from an outside party because I don't trust myself anymore. This is a scary place to be. If I don't trust myself, then Houston, we have a problem. I only get this one life to live. I need to figure this out. And I have to assume that out of all of my listeners out there, someone else has experienced this feeling lost. Maybe someone else is going through something similar right now. Maybe someone just found the light at the end of the tunnel. The beauty of friendship and community is sharing knowledge to help one another in supporting one another's journeys. I think now more than ever, I can use some help. I'm not one to ask for help. But being that I'm a creature of habit and one of those habits is putting in the work, I did do some research on what to do when you're feeling lost. Here's what I found. A suggestion to embrace simplicity. Rather than going outside of ourselves for the answers and solutions to our problems, embrace simpler times and reduce the interference. Put down the phone. Stop with the, I think this will make me happy solutions. Embracing simplicity allows you to become more in tune with yourself and your surroundings, which is the most basic way of living you can get. And it allows you to slow things down a bit. I think this definitely rings true right now. We're so accessible, always with our phones in the palms of our hands. If we don't respond to a text or a comment on social media, we're a bad friend or non-responsive. But it gets hard to keep that up and to always be on. It's too much simulation. Sometimes we just need to take a breath, get off the screen, and be still and silent. To let the busy world go on without us. But I will say this is easier said than done. We can also talk about our struggles. I'm obviously choosing to do this now in a public forum. Some may disagree and think I should keep my thoughts, my fears, my doubts private and close to chest. I've never been this person. I suppose there are times I felt more comfortable talking to some over others. You know exactly who in your life you can trust with information to help you or guide you and who has your best intentions in mind. You also know those who will leave you feeling worse about opening up, making you regret the decision to even share. Chances are in opening up, someone has either been through a similar situation, had a similar thought or overcome a similar hurdle. Why reinvent the wheel if we don't have to? Developing or strengthening a relationship where you can support and help one another be accountable is such a beautiful thing. Looking inward. This is what I was talking about when I mentioned that I was feeling this kind of thinking that leads a person to a huge realization and epiphany about themselves. Feeling lost can be an indication that you aren't living your life authentically. I think I'm currently at this stage and not realizing it was a stage of being lost, but it makes sense. Not living authentically doesn't mean I'm fake or pretending to be something I'm not. It means I may not be living my life how I want to. I can see that. I have a lot of outsized noise telling me how I should live my life. And because I want to do a good job, I listen to those voices. But listening to other people around me and ignoring myself, I will only become more and more lost. This is a confidence lesson in its most simplest form. I need to look inward. I need to listen to my needs and my wants. This is something I've already mentioned as a struggle, something I need to focus that sweat equity on to improve. I think what I'll do is start small. I'll try something I've been wanting to try for a long time, whatever it is, and then I'll build from there. But I have to do it for myself because the minute I decide to take action and work towards something that I want, I believe it will make me feel more empowered. The last takeaway I will explore is setting boundaries. I can sometimes fall victim to believing what I see is reality on someone's social media reel, even my own. People are able to paint the most perfect picture with their neatly manicured rooms where they post their hashtag OOTD or the perfect family photo that doesn't show you that 10 minutes before that photo was snapped and their kids were saying cheese, they were fighting. You can't tell that mom and dad haven't been intimate for months because in the photo they're staring into each other's eyes so lovingly. You might see a woman posing in her bikini and think, wow, she's got it all, the perfect body, flawless skin, all the confidence in the world. But behind closed doors, she has an eating disorder, needs likes to feel self-worth, and photoshops or facetunes out any imperfections. We can all be fooled into thinking we're inadequate or missing out on this perfect life because of the perception someone else is portraying. The beauty of humanity, though, is embracing our unique qualities and who we are as people, knowing we're not meant to be alike. We're meant to be different. We're meant to be Us. What if feeling lost right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be? What if feeling lost at times is confirmation that I'm evolving as a person, trying to live an authentic life? What if it's only when we become complacent and don't question our surroundings that we're in trouble? you might have to wait a long time.: Oh, so many thoughts. You guys, heavy thinking right now, heavy thinking. Thanks for tuning in to Your Such a Catch. Do I know all the answers? No. Do I want to know them all? Of course. Who doesn't want to be in control? One thing I am terrible about is embracing and enjoying the journey. I'm always in a rush to get from the starting line to the finish line. I forget there's meaning, lessons to be learned, and a whole lot of adventure in between. Are you feeling lost too? Let's chat. Hit me up at erin at Let me know why you tune in. How you cope and find your way when you feel lost. I'm curious to know if I'm the only one who has this inner monologue. I guess I can pry myself up off your couch now. I appreciate the free therapy sessions. Until next week, let the thoughts continue.